0: You're listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from the triune God. Amen. One of the things I'm not really good at is, is like just hanging out. You know, the kind of hanging out where you don't have a plan, there's no destination, you just hang out and figure it out. Like I'm I'm fine if I'm on the way to some place or I'm on the way home, but asking me to just hang out or say, go shopping without a plan, And I kind of start to break out in a sweat, you can ask my partner, Brian. Uh, Shopping for what? Like, I'll go shopping for something specific, but just shopping without a destination, like, I don't want any part of that. I like knowing where we're going and why. I need to know where we're going, and I need to know that our destination will be enjoyable. Like if you invite me to a movie and I think there's a chance it might not be so fun, I'd just rather stay at home and read or cook something I know I'll enjoy. Which means sometimes it can be hard to get me to leave the house. I just have this need to know that where I'm headed is something I'm going to enjoy. Which, which is why this week when I began reflecting on the last days of Jesus' life, I started wondering how Jesus was able to do all that he did knowing that his life was headed to the cross, like how he was able to stand in his hometown synagogue and declare, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. How was he able to say that, knowing that his own people would then drive drive him out of town? How was he able to heal the sick on the Sabbath and raise the dead when he knew the religious leaders were taking notes and leaking those notes to the high court? How was he able to eat with prostitutes and bless those of different faiths when he knew those in power were following him Carrying stones ready to throw them the moment Jesus just went too far. And finally, how was Jesus able to ride into Jerusalem during the holiest time of the year and flip the tables at the temple and then sit down for an intimate last meal with his friends, knowing that the one who would betray him was sitting at the same table? And how was he able to not only eat with Judas, but also to bend down and wash his feet just as he did for all of his friends? How was Jesus able to love so deeply, more deeply than any of us could ever love, knowing that his love would lead to death, a brutal, shameful, lonely death? alongside thieves and murderers. How could Jesus live so free in his love with an itinerary like that? I mean, I have a hard enough time leaving my house to even go see a movie if I think there's a chance I might not like it. (laughs) But I guess I'm not Jesus. (laughs) But Jesus, he was on his way to the worst Possible place. And he knew it. Just a few verses before tonight's gospel, Jesus groans within himself, saying, Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Jesus knows where he's headed. He knows it's not good, and it hurts. But then, in tonight's reading, the one we just heard, the tone changes, and we hear precisely how Jesus was able to do what he did in the face of where he was headed. In John's Gospel, we hear these words, beautiful, amazing words that I believe may be the most important of all Scripture, John's gospel says, and during supper, Jesus knows that he had come from God and was going to God. He had come from God and was going to God. Jesus was free, free to love and to love completely because he knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. And he was able to love his enemies and his friends so completely in the face of death because he knew that death was ultimately not where he was headed. Death was not the end of his journey. God was the end. God was the end just as God was his beginning. And just as Jesus came from God and was going to God, We, too, have come from God, and we are going to God. And this makes all the difference in the world between life and death. Because we are going to God even and especially if tomorrow is Good Friday. Even when we are at our worst, when we think our life is worth nothing and that our lives will be discarded on the ash heap of history even then, we belong to God. And belonging to God is good news, even though too often the church makes it sound like bad news. Especially during this time of year, there is this like, venerable tradition of making it seem like God's greatest desire is to hear us wallow in guilt for how wretched we are. But I've always wondered, if we come from God... Why would God make us so vulnerable to brokenness and then be surprised when we turn up broken? This is why I'm glad we don't do the the thing that so many churches do on Good Friday where the part of the crowd during the reading of the crucifixion is assigned to the congregation so that we all have to shout, crucify him, crucify him, and then sit in an awkward and contrived guilt that we too would have crucified Jesus if given the chance? Because while that is of course true, we are no better than that fickle crowd. That's not really the point. The point of these next three days isn't to make us feel guilty. The three nights aren't meant to break us open so that, we are, so that we can own up to the part of ourselves that would have killed Jesus. No, these three nights are meant to break us open so that we see how we might be killing ourselves and those around us and our earth because we so easily forget that we all come from God and are going to God. That perhaps we, like the disciples and the Pharisees and those fickle crowds so long ago, perhaps we are still so attached to dividing our world into good and bad, right and wrong, that we fail to see God when things aren't going the way that we think they should go. When it seems like our country is falling apart. When our children make decisions that make our stomachs turn. When we screw up royally at work. Or our spouse walks out on us, but the promise of these three nights, these three nights, is that when things are headed in what seems like the worst possible direction, God has promised us that the worst is not the end. God in God's love and glory are the end for all of us. We are not the sum of all our failures. Because we have all come from God. And at this very moment, regardless of where we think we might be headed, we are all going to God. John's gospel says that Jesus, having loved his own, he loved them to the end. We are God's own. And God has promised to love us to the end. Amen.